What's going on, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the 49 Carrots Podcast. This episode was originally going to be about the 49ers defense and the Chiefs offense, but sometimes when big news happens, you just have to pivot. And what is that big news? Well, the 49ers made a huge, huge all-in move to trade for former Panthers running back Christian McCaffrey. He is officially a Niner as of last night. Well, officially today, uh, he passed his physical. And uh, I'm going to talk all about it. First, uh, I'm going to talk about the fact that I, I wasn't able to record an instant reaction episode last night. Um, I At this point, it was it was kind of late in, in the night. It was a Thursday. You know, once... Once I hit the couch and I'm watching TV with my girlfriend, like that's that's my night. I'm not leaving the couch. That is sacred time. Uh, and so, you know, obviously it's big news. And someone, uh, one of my buddies texted me and he was like, CMC in all caps. And I'm pretty sure you put exclamation point after. And I was like, what is he talking about? Oh, like maybe he's just talking about the, you know, Tim K's article because Tim K... Uh, earlier that day on Thursday, he had put out an, an article for the Athletic saying that you know he was hearing rumblings that the 49ers could actually trade for Christian McCaffrey, and so I was like, okay, maybe that's what he's talking about. But I I quickly go to Twitter because I'm like, but you never know, maybe they made it happen. So I go to Twitter, and the very first thing I see is Adam Schefter's tweet, and I double check to make sure that it was a verified Adam Schefter. Uh, you know, with the check mark and everything, and it was, and I was like, "Holy shit, we just traded for Christian McCaffrey!" Like, what? And still, right now, repeating those words, it like I gotta pinch myself. I'm like, "Really? Did we really do that?" It's incredible. So, yeah, there was a lot of talk uh, from you know. Tim K mostly was was the one saying that, you know, he'd heard that this was something that can happen. Uh, and it, it seemed not very not that it was likely or anything, but that it was a possibility. And, you know, there's always reports around the trade deadline that, you know, the 49ers could trade for someone like everyone puts out articles like that. So I was I kind of just brushed it off because I didn't want to get too excited about it. I didn't want to really believe that they would do it and then him end up signing with the Rams or another team and I just be disappointed like I am most years uh, around the trade deadline. But that was not the case. The 49ers got it done. And as we heard, uh, that was shortly reported after the trade, the Rams were in fact one of the three teams that were in on Christian McCaffrey at the very end of those negotiations there. Uh, still waiting to find out who that other mystery team is, but the 49ers definitely were one of those teams and they were the most aggressive team to get them because they're the ones that ended up with him. And that's a huge, huge deal for this team because historically, even the times where they've made some trade, some, you know, 
considered big trades at the deadline. We re- recall Emmanuel Sanders when they traded for him. I believe they only gave up a sixth round pick for Emmanuel Sanders, if I'm recalling correctly. They didn't give up all that much. Even, you know, that ended up being a great trade for them, but they didn't give up a lot. And so historically, the 49ers haven't been a team that goes all out and, and says, you know, fuck them picks, you know. Uh, so this was a huge surprise because what they did give up for him was quite a lot. So the 49ers, obviously they received Christian McCaffrey from the trade, but in return, they sent their 2023 second round pick, their 2023 third round pick, their 2023 fourth round pick, and their 2024 fifth round pick. So quite a haul. This is the most I think I've ever seen them give up for a player that wasn't Trey Lance, right? And for Trey Lance, it made sense because it was the third pick overall and you're trading up for a uh, potentially franchise-altering quarterback, right? But, you know, before that, we'd never really seen them do a, you know, mid-season trade of this magnitude. And so it seems to be a bit of a philosophy switch for the 49ers in which they want to go all in for this season, uh, and currently sitting at 3-3, but the NFC looks pretty weak, right? It, if injuries don't get too much in the way for this 49ers team, I mean, they can – it's not crazy to say they can run away with the NFC uh, title. And so Christian McCaffrey definitely helps those chances. But the one question for a lot of fans is, was this too much to give up for him? Um, and I, I would just say that – I I don't think that it was uh you know you're you're talking about a player who is generational at his position the things that he's been able to do in his career by the way he's only 26 years old um so he still has plenty of uh juice left in the tank I mean just last week against the Rams he had a great game he he had a good game even against the Niners uh it despite, and that was before the 49ers had all the injuries on the de- defensive side of the ball, still, you know, Christian McCaffrey is able to get his in pretty much every game, even if the defense keys in on him. And that's the one thing that on the 49ers, defenses aren't going to, they can't key in on just Christian McCaffrey because this team also has Debo Samuel. This team also has Brandon Ayuk. This team also has George Kittle. So it opens up a world of possibilities for this team. And I think that's invaluable for them. Uh, And, you know, also it was obvious that this team was missing something in the run game. I mean, obviously Elijah Mitchell, who, you know, did a great job last season in in the games that he did play, you know, he's been banged up off and on as well. Uh, but Elijah Mitchell, when he's out there, he, he was, you know, very serviceable, but right now the team has been playing these first few games without him. And so they've been missing something at the running back position. And I think, you know, Kyle Shanahan knew that and, as soon as you hear that a player of Christian McCaffrey's, um, you know, caliber is available, you have to make those calls and, and not just, uh, here's another reason why I don't think it was too much to give up because in hindsight, let's think about it this way. If the Rams had ended up with Christian McCaffrey and let's say they had given up, you know, just the same, 
we'd all be so pissed. We we would we would be slandering John Lynch right now. We would be talking about I would be doing this very podcast talking about well why didn't they you know do it why aren't they aggressive you know things like that and so we got to think about it like that this fan base has begged the 49ers to be more aggressive go after you know these star players uh when they become available and you know to then complain that we gave up too much when we do that is a little hypocritical and again i think that as long as he stays healthy which is the question mark, right? And we'll get to that in a bit. But as long as he stays healthy, this has the potential to be a, man, uh, this could be a franchise-altering move for the 49ers. I mean, certainly you think about everything that Christian McCaffrey could bring to this offense, everything that Kyle Shanahan can do with Christian McCaffrey in his offense um, just opens up a world of possibilities. And I I think that that makes it enough, you know, Um and so let's see here. Uh, there's a couple other things I wanted to go over here. And I wanted to point out some of the draft picks that the 49ers uh, do have next year, right? Because you freak out, you think, oh, they only have two two picks next year or something like that. But actually, as of right now, they have five. Um, they have the compensatory picks, two uh, third-round compensatory picks. That was from... Uh, you know, the departures of Robert Sala and Mike McDaniel and Martin Mayhew. And uh, they also have the picks that they had before, the rounds five and seven. And then the additional round seven that they got from uh, Denver in the trade, I believe that was for Jonas Griffith. Uh, So they have five picks in 2023 as of right now. And you know, I wanted to point out that there's the potential that they get more picks that, you know, they can make moves to, they could trade other guys to get more picks, but you know, they're also projected to get a fifth round and a seventh round compensatory pick due to the free agents that they lost uh, this last season. Um, and so, you know, it is projected, right? It's not a guarantee that they get those. Um, but as of right now, that's what they're projected to get. So that's two more picks right there. So you're talking about seven. Then if D'Amico Ryans takes a head coaching job, uh, which as of right now, you know, we're, we're all kind of assuming that he does, right? The 49ers would then get an additional third round pick in 2023. So, you know, think of it like that. They have, they still have plenty to work with, um, you know, in the 2023 drafts. And another thing that I would say is that this roster right now is pretty deep. I mean, if you have a full draft class where you're getting, you know, seven or more guys, the likelihood that they even make the 53 is very unlikely. And, you know, we see it year in and year out where the 49ers have to make some really tough cuts at the 53, uh, the cut down to 53 and, you know, they're forced to let go of some of their players. Some of those players end up getting picked up by other teams. So, you know, sometimes the way that their roster is right now, you don't need that many picks. You're, you're good for the long haul. I know there's a lot of free agents. Uh, there will be a lot of free agents, uh, for the 49ers at the end of this season, but 
their core is intact. Like they have a lot of guys on long-term contracts, their core players. Um, and I think they feel really good about some of the rookies that they've drafted in the, in, in this past draft. And also the, you know, the young players they've got in, in the previous draft as well. So, you know, they, they feel good about their roster. And, and so really quickly, you know, Kyle Shanahan had this to say on KNBR earlier, uh, the chances that one of those picks becomes a player you want a second contract for, I'm guessing less than 25%. When you know you have a guaranteed guy, that's something I feel you never look back on. So that's what Kyle Shanahan said on how much the 49ers gave up for Christian McCaffrey uh, earlier today on KMBR. And he's right. I mean, he's guessing about the 25 less than 25% part, but he's, he's not wrong uh, about you know the idea here that most of those guys that you pick, you know, one, either won't end up making the roster, uh, or two, like you don't get a second contract for. So to to use those picks on a known commodity, and not just a known commodity, but a known commodity that is as good as Christian McCaffrey, you're not going to feel bad about it. So the, the people who overvalue draft picks um, – it, you know, it's kind of weird because we all like to feel something, that excitement in the draft of an unknown guy, the potential, but it's way more exciting when when you know who that guy is going to be. And in this case, the 49ers know who Christian McCaffrey is and what he brings, and they feel really good about using the picks that they did in getting him. And, you know, John Lynch also today on the trade said, you only do this when you have belief in your team as it's constructed. And that goes to my point of this team right now is very deep. Um, you know, they're they're in a position to go all in for this season. But Kyle Shanahan also said, this isn't a rental. You know, the and that's the one difference from this trade to the Emmanuel Sanders trade, right? For the Emmanuel Sanders trade, it was just a a rental for him for the last bit of that season and that playoff run, you know, that's all it was. But Christian McCaffrey has several years left on his contract. I believe he signed up until the 2025 season. So, you know, he, he's going to be with the 49ers for a long time. So that's another reason why you give up a little bit more for someone like Christian McCaffrey, because like I said, he's 26 years old. He has years left on his contract. Um, and again, like the 49ers feel good about their roster right now. And, you know, they got a good core of guys. So I, I feel good about the trade. I, I don't feel bad in the least bit about what they gave up for him. And Wally Lama here in the comments agrees. He said, F them picks. The Lou in the comments said, yeah, it's not very common that a fifth or seventh seventh round pick make it, makes it very far into the league. Yeah, you got to think about it that way. Like there's some people who overvalue picks and, you know, yeah, it, it just sometimes you got to be able to say have some picks, you know, you, you got to go for it. And again, we've been begging this team to be aggressive at these moments. And finally, they do it. Let's bask in that glory, okay? Let's let's enjoy this. I I am totally enjoying this, um, and glad he's not on the ramps. I mean, that in itself <laughs> makes it a great trade as well, because I would hate it if he went to the Rams, uh, as we've seen many players that a lot of us have wanted in the past go to the Rams. So 
the the next question, you know, having to do with Christian McCaffrey is the injury history, right? We all we all kind of know about it. And that's the I think that's the one thing that makes us kind of scared a little bit uh, about this trade, because if you do give that much up for a player, you want to make sure he's going to be available to actually, you know, play out his contract and and be worth that. Right. We know talent-wise that Christian McCaffrey is worth what the 49ers gave up for him. By the way, the Panthers said that based on their draft chart, uh, the what the 49ers gave up equated to a late first-round pick. 49ers obviously didn't have a first-round pick because of Trey Lance, so it all ended up equaling just about a first-round pick for the Panthers. So it was a win-win, I think, for both sides. But anyway, going back to the injury discussion for Christian McCaffrey, um, he's now looked at as an injury prone player. And I just want to go through, you know, some of that injury history here. Uh, and I wanted to point out that he hasn't missed uh, in the first three seasons of his NFL career. He didn't miss any games in those first three seasons. It wasn't until after, um, you know, the 2020 season and, Keep in mind, the 2020 season was weird for everyone because it was the COVID year and, you know, training camp and and all of those very important things that ramp you up to the season didn't happen, right? So I I feel like that kind of contributed to his injuries, but I, I could be wrong. I'm just speculating, but let's look at these lists of injuries, right? So like I said, first three seasons in the NFL, he was not injured. Uh, Then in the 2020 season, September 20th, he suffered a right high ankle sprain in week two, and he went on to miss six games. Um, Then he came back. uh, Well, these two kind of coincide, right? He was dealing with a high ankle sprain and a shoulder injury in 2020 and a uh, thigh injury as well. So he he went through it that season, uh, all those you know, suffered in different games, the shoulder injury, he suffered in week nine, he missed four games. And then in December, uh, you know, in the week 14 game is when his, he dealt with a thigh injury that led him to miss four games. Uh, So that was an injury riddled season for Christian McCaffrey. But if you guys recall, it was an injury riddled season for the 49ers as well. Um, And for a lot of teams, because like I said, those really important um, ramp up periods, didn't happen due to COVID. So maybe just maybe that is the reason, but he did, you know, deal with some injuries in the 2021 season as well. Um, He suffered a strained hamstring in week three, uh, September, 2021, and he missed five games due to that. And then uh, November 28th, he uh, in 2021, he rolled his left ankle in week 12. He was then placed on injured reserve and was ruled out for the remainder of that season. And so I I get it. I get the concern about his injuries. As of this season, um, I don't think he's missed any games. So I could be wrong, but I I don't think he has. Uh, And, you know, who knows? Maybe he's turned a corner in his uh, injuries in his injury history right now that, you know, maybe he he's going to be all right. I mean, we've kind of seen it with some other players, right? Jimmy Ward was, was a guy who dealt with a lot of injuries early in his career and kind of 
was able to turn that around. And yeah, Christian McCaffrey hasn't missed any games yet this season. So he, he's been healthy. Um, but yeah, so eh, I, I, about the injuries, it, it is scary, right? I mean, you don't want a player that you gave up that many picks for to get hurt for an extended period of time. Uh, but I, I think the concerns are a little overblown. I mean, obviously, I don't want him to get hurt, but I think it's a bit of a stretch to say he's injury prone or he's washed at this point. You guys... Did you guys see his his game last week against the Rams? He he looks good. He's still he's very fast. Um, he still cuts on a dime. Uh, so as long as he could do those things and stay healthy, I think he's going to be all right. And another thing to consider about you know his health and and him being able to stay healthy here in San Francisco. I know that we <laughs> the theme for the 49ers run, running backs has been that they haven't been able to stay healthy, right? You think about Elijah Mitchell, even Raheem Mostert, when he was, you know, in San Francisco, dealt with, you know, nicks and bruises here and there and would miss games. Um, But the good thing I will say is that Christian McCaffrey's role in San Francisco, or I should say his volume in San Francisco, should be a lot less than it was in Carolina. And uh, another part of that is the fact that he's not going to be the focal point of defenses. Uh, so those two things together, I think help in, you know, Christian McCaffrey uh, being able to stay healthy. Elijah Mitchell should be back after the bye week. I'm not sure what's in for Elijah Mitchell, you know, when he's back, right? Uh, what does this mean for him? I would still expect Mitchell to be, you know, part of the offense to an extent, right? I mean, he's going to be able to, uh, you know, spell McCaffrey after he has a big play or something like that. McCaffrey was in every down back in, in Carolina, every down back, no matter what. And, and when you're, when you have that much volume and you're taking that many hits because you get the ball all the time and you're the focal point of the def of the defense. Yeah. Um, you know, you might take more hits than you need to. And so I feel like that's one area where the 49ers can kind of protect him a little bit better than maybe the, the Panthers did where they were, you know, pretty much running him to the, to the ground, you know, because he was there, he was their entire offense. The 49ers don't need to rely on Christian McCaffrey, you know, quite that much. So I think that's the one thing, positive the one the one thing that you know there's a potential that his health can can uh do a 180 here it it could you know hopefully he could stay healthy right and so yeah that but I'm excited about this and again he's only 26 years old he has a lot lot of years left in his contract uh the talk has been of him potentially restructuring his contract, which, you know, some have speculated that the 49ers and him have maybe talked about that before even uh, before the trade even was finalized. And that's certainly a possibility trying to find the tweet. I was trying to find the tweet of how much he's like owed and all that. So 
uh, yeah, Nick Wright on Twitter at, at get Nick Wright. He said, folks, just checking CMC's contract off photo track aren't realizing that the signing bonus doesn't carry over to San Francisco this season. I'm pretty sure he's only getting paid like what I'm going off of the out of the tweet really quickly, but I think he's getting paid a little less than uh 700 K this season. And that's because I, th- I think uh most of his salary from this season, Carolina has already paid if I'm not mistaken. So he's making less than 49ers are responsible for paying less than $1 million for him this season. That in itself is a huge win for the San Francisco 49ers. Um, in 20, 2023, he's due to make 11 point, Eight million, same in 2024, and then in 2025, 12 million. Uh, so, with all of the investments that the 49ers have already made elsewhere, you think about Trent Williams, you think about Fred Warner, George Kittle. They got a lot of guys on on big contracts, um, and yeah, that. At some point, it's going to hit a fork, fork in the road where you're not going to be able to pay all these guys, right? Nick Bosa, it also do for an ex- extension. Um, so that is the one concern. I don't know if it's a huge concern, but the 49ers, big, they, they got Prague Marate and they can work it out, right? He he's able to make magic happen with the cap. Uh, so you know, he he can probably restructure his contract if he wants to. Uh or they can work out something else to bring down, uh, you know, his cap hits in the later seasons, as I was mentioning. But this season, it's not an issue at all. So, all right now the question becomes, you know, is Christian McCaffrey going to play on Sunday? The 49ers play the Chiefs. They are 3-3. They are coming off a loss. Uh, you know, me as a fan, I would love to have him out there. Um, against the Chiefs, even if it's just a couple of plays, like I am ready to see this guy go, you know. Um, but he's he's obvious. He just flew in today, and earlier today, and he didn't get his playbook until after he passed his physical, which was earlier this afternoon, and he was able to catch the last half of 49ers practice. So he hasn't been able to really dive into the playbook. And he didn't really practice with the team today much at any really capacity. He was more so just a uh, an observer. So th- that makes it difficult for him to play on Sunday, I would imagine. But I still feel like he should be active, and I would throw him in there for two, three plays max. I mean, you... It's just that element, it's that threat. Like I'm ready to see it, and I know um, Jordan Schultz uh, reported, and I think also Ian Rappaport said that it's he'll probably suit up. It's likely that he does, and uh, they want to use him in the red zone. So that's interesting, right? I mean, the red zone's a perfect place to want to get him out there, even if you don't use him even if he doesn't get a handoff, right? Because just the threat of him being there is enough to give the 49ers offense an advantage in the red zone. Uh, so I I would like it. And another thing I mentioned on Twitter was that, uh, you know, Debo Samuel, he gets carries out of the backfield, right? He doesn't even attend 
running back meetings. Like him as a as a running back or Debo as a running back is strictly just talent and instincts. Like, and I feel like Christian McCaffrey is so talented and such a good instinctual running back that he doesn't need to know the plays. Just follow the blocks, man. And you know, he can, you probably get a, a good positive play on on just talent and instincts alone like that's that's what i think so if i'm the 49ers i'd want to see him out there well okay if i'm the 49ers i don't know but if me as a fan i want to see him out there and a couple plays definitely wouldn't hurt like i said he doesn't even need to get a carry just him being on the field is enough to give the 49ers an advantage especially in the red zone so i would like to see it uh but ultimately the decision lies with Kyle Shanahan and the coaching staff. And so we'll just have to wait and see uh, whether they decide to make him active for this game. But even if he's not, most certainly he would uh, be active for the following game. Got to remember the uh, week after this one is their bye. Uh, and then he'll be active for the game against the Rams after the bye, right? I'm saying that right. Am I checking my calendar right? I'm like, am I getting my dates wrong? Okay, their bye week is after the Rams game. Sorry, sorry. So they got two more weeks. So he would play uh, against the Rams. And then they have the bye week. Sorry. Um, but yeah, so, all right. That's that's the Christian McCaffrey talk. As I said, this episode was going to be about the 49ers defense going up against the Chiefs offense because obviously that's a huge matchup this week. Um and so I, I said all I had to say about Christian McCaffrey. I'm really excited about the trade, and I hope that he plays on Sunday. Um, but there's plenty of other things to talk about in regards to this matchup on Sunday. And I I don't know about you guys, but I'm I'm increasingly increasingly feeling better about this game. Like when it first, um, when it first. Uh, all the injuries that happened last week, I was like, man, the 49ers probably don't have a chance against, against Patrick Mahomes. Uh, and I initially uh, thought that they would lose. Like I was on a podcast uh, with Rob Guerrero of Niners Nation earlier this week, and I said, I don't think they win. I didn't give a score prediction, but I, I said I think they would lose. And that was just because I, I assumed that a lot of the guys – that were hurt last week were going to end up being out this week. I mean, it seemed pretty grim, right? Like, Ebukam was dealing with his Achilles tendonitis. McGlinchey was dealing with, like, a calf injury. He wasn't even able to finish the game. Like, I was I was worried. And then Jimmy Ward, like, he had to test out his club before knowing if he can play or not. Talano Hufunga had a concussion. I Charveris Ward dealing with a groin injury. I, I was like, no, if all these guys are out, like we, we don't have a chance. Like those are a lot of our really good players. Uh, but fortunately, I don't know what happened. Something happened. I don't know if the shout out Andrew, Andrew Pasquini. Love you, dude. He uh he put out a tweet and he was like, maybe, maybe Christian McCaffrey coming to the Bay Area, like offsets and balances all the in bad injury luck that they had and I was like you know what after looking at the injury report today I'm like you know he might have been on to something Eric Armstead uh is the only player that isn't on IR 
that has been declared out for the game. And he's still, he's still dealing with his, his foot um, and ankle injury. And uh, besides that, all of the other guys that I just mentioned, Traverius Ward, Talano Funga, they're both questionable. And the other guys, Bosa, Trent, Jimmy Ward, Ebukam, McGlinchey, they're all good to go. They're not even on the injury report. That's what? So I have changed my mind. Uh, and uh, this is a safe space, right? So I I am very for being able to change your uh, opinion when giving you information, right? Like I am pro changing opinion when when given new information, the new information is that the 49ers are going to have a lot of these guys available. So I changed my mind and I I'm feeling good about this game. All of a sudden, like I feel a lot better than I did uh, two days ago. I don't know about you guys, but that's where I'm at. And uh, okay. Really quickly though. I wanted to talk about Jason Ferret because um, yeah. Delu here says having Bosa and Trent back are a huge boost. Absolutely. Huge, huge boost on both sides of the ball. And uh, the one question is Jason Ferret, right? Like Emmanuel Mosley, he's obviously out for the season. And so we're all thinking, okay, Charverius Ward, he might not play. Can we at least get Jason Ferret? But Jason Ferret is probably most likely not going to play in this game either. And the question now becomes, when are the 49ers going to activate him? Because he's currently in his 21-day window, but the 49ers now have until Wednesday to activate him to the active roster. Or if they don't, he'll be shut down for the season. He's not coming back this season if they don't activate him by Wednesday. One thing they could do, even if he's not ready to play in a game like next week, um, they could still activate him to the roster and just continue to practice him and, and get him ready uh, to play at a later time. But what you don't want is to shut him down for the season. Like, is he really that? I wouldn't do that, but I, I also don't know how he looks. Um, so in the clips that I've seen from practice, he, he looks to be moving around uh, pretty well. So, you know, I, I think they should just activate him on Wednesday and then play him when he's ready. But unfortunately, he won't be ready this upcoming Sunday. The silver lining in that is that Charverius Ward, as I mentioned earlier in the week, it seemed pretty grim. Him, you know, playing in this game, groin injury. Nick Bosa missed a game because of his groin injury, right? And that's something that you don't want to mess with. A lot of guys miss time with groin injuries. Charverius Ward, though, he's been ramping up uh, as the week has progressed. And of course, he wants to play against his former team. He wants all the smoke, right? Like he he wants a revenge game. And I, I want him to have a revenge game too, right? Like I, I want to see it. And so Charverius Ward, he's he's really pushing to play. And uh I'm torn. I'm torn. I really hope that he does play, but I also don't want to risk uh reaggravating or worsening his groin injury, right? Because that that could be really bad. You know, you gotta think long term you got to think full season but uh i i hope he can play and i hope he plays because he's at or near 100% if he's not at or near 100% i, I don't want him on the field you know uh there's no there's no need to risk that but uh 
would obviously like to see Charverius Ward play. Now, Talano Hufunga is the other question, right? He was one earlier in the week. I was like, man, he's got a concussion. He started experiencing symptoms uh, on Monday because if you guys recall, he left the game, uh, you know, during the game to get a concussion uh, evaluation. He was evaluated, I think, twice in the game. And they said he was he was good. He was cleared. And then he had symptoms on Monday. So I'm like, Oh, that's not good. Like he's, he looked fine. And now he's, he's not. So it felt like it was a setback almost. And so I I wasn't feeling good about him playing on Sunday, especially with the, um, the concussion protocols I feel have gotten, you know, after what happened with, uh, uh, Tua, I, I felt like, you know, the, the concussion protocols, maybe just a little stricter now. Uh, but Telenovo Funga has been progressing pretty nicely as of, uh, you know, as of right now. It seems like, I think Kyle Shanahan said he just had to clear one test uh, to be cleared for the game. And so that's positive news, right? I mean, he has three days to, th- three, two days to clear that. Three, two days to clear it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, assuming that he's continues to progress, he should be able to do that. So Hufunga also um obviously a huge boost if he's out there. He's been playing great. Like I said, Bosa, um a huge gonna be huge to stop uh Patrick Mahomes, as will be uh Samson Ebukam. I mean, those are the starting edge rushers right there. So when it comes to setting the edge, when it comes to keeping Patrick Mahomes in the pocket, which I think is going to be a huge part of this game. Like the one thing with Patrick Mahomes, what makes him so dangerous is those off schedule plays. It's when he escapes the pocket and he's running, you know, off towards the sideline and he finds somebody and he can throw across his body. It doesn't even matter. Like he can make these crazy throws when he escapes the pocket. And so I think, keeping him in the pocket, I I think will be a big key for the defensive line and having Bosa and Ebu come on the edge, you know, should really help the game plan there and being able to do that. Now, Jimmy Ward too. uh, I'm excited about him being able to play. I don't know if he can catch an interception with the club that he's going to be playing with, but Hey, you know, we've seen, uh, near interception with uh the butt the butt interception i don't know if you guys remember that but hey if you can catch an interception with your butt in one hand jimmy ward he he can do it too i mean he doesn't need two hands he's he's got his butt if he needs it or just like you know you just need one hand so jimmy ward i'm i'm excited to have him back um out there and uh yeah, McGlinchey, that was another one that I was kind of worried about, right? Because, yeah, Trent is back. But then I was like, McGlinchey's out. That's not good. Uh, so McGlinchey, he's good to go, though. So he's going to be out there. And that obviously is a boost for the offense as well because McGlinchey's a huge part of uh, run blocking. He's been solid pass blocking as well. So, um you know, for the offense to get going, they need to get protect. And so having the offensive line at full strength is uh, good going into this game. Uh, but yeah, the 
like I said, this episode, the second half at least, is going to be about, you know, the 49ers defense. And the one thing I wanted to point out, let me let me share my screen here because uh, I was looking at the, the matchups here for the 49ers, right? And you look at the Chiefs offense. The Chiefs offense, obviously Kelsey is – Right now, he's he's the best tight end in football, Kelsey is, and he's hard to stop. He's one of those players. He's like a Cooper Cup. He's like a Christian McCaffrey. It doesn't matter what you do, he's going to get his. He's just one of those guys. He's matchup proof. So the you can't stop him. You can only wish to contain him. You know, you can only limit him. But he's going to get his but you just got to make sure that you do enough to make sure he doesn't blow up. Like what, two weeks ago he had like three or four touchdowns or something like that. Like that can't happen. Uh, and it, it won't happen against the 49ers. I feel pretty good about that. I feel good enough about their defense that they're not going to give up multiple touchdowns to Kelsey, hopefully, but Kelsey is their, not their entire offense, but he's their best receiving option. I mean, they have a, uh, Valdez Scantling, former Packers. They have Nicole Hardman. He's been on the Chiefs. Uh, and they have Juju Smith-Schuster. I mean, a lot of, like, I don't know. I mean, they're they're good receivers, but they're not, they're not consistent receivers. They're kind of mid and, you know, one will have a good week and then the other like kind of sucks. And then, you know, they every week it's like a different guy that contributes. So it's nothing like this offense was, you know, in, in the Super Bowl where, you know, they had Tyreek Hill and Tyreek Hill is amazing. I mean, he's, he's amazing even, uh, you know, with the dolphins. And uh, so that they're definitely missing him. And, the one the the positive about Tyreek Hill not being on this Chiefs team anymore, um, from the 49ers defense standpoint, is the fact that you don't have to necessarily do anything special to defend against these Chiefs wide receivers. You don't have to do anything special to defend uh MVS, Hardman, and Juju, right? Like they're there it's it's a regular week, you know. When it's Tyreek Hill, you have to really you you have to make a concerted effort to stop him and and just him because he's that's how important he was to the Chiefs offense right and uh so now the 49ers won't have to quite take into a, uh you know one receiver into that much of account i guess and so that's the one positive so the re- really the biggest thing is stopping Mahomes, right? Keeping him in the pocket. Like I said, don't let him get those off schedule throws. Um, you know, stopping Kelsey as much as possible, limiting him as much as possible. Um, and everything else should go well. Like, but it all starts with stopping Mahomes. And the 49ers did a pretty good job for the most part of doing that certainly better than I had seen teams do, you know, back in the Super Bowl. The Bills um, have done a good job. I know last week they they were playing a lot of man coverage against the Chiefs, which, 
you know, seemed to be a good strategy. That's not something they were really able to do against the chiefs when Tyreek Hill was in the picture. So again, like that's the advantage that you have when Tyreek Hill isn't there, you can do, you have the flexibility to do different things and you're not committed defensively to just stopping, you know, one guy. Uh, so it all starts with stopping Patrick Mahomes easier said than done, but I feel so strongly. I feel so good about this defense that, even with the injuries, right, that that they have, obviously Emmanuel Mosley not being out there is is a huge blow. And like I said, Jarvarius Ward, he's been amazing. If he can be out there, that's a huge boost for this defense. But I wonder, you know, can Lenore and and Womack do a good job, assume, um, you know, on 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 the outside or you know at the slot too? Uh, I hope so, right? And that's the what it will all come down to, but I, as a whole, I feel good about the defense and uh, getting a lot of guys back is important. Newbie newbie says who is playing opposite ward on corner. Yeah. I mean that, yeah, uh, that's the question, right? Uh, I would think Diamador Lenore, uh, but they could also decide to put Samuel Womack uh, on the outside too, and have Lenore in the slot and vice versa. Like, those two guys can play both slot and outside. So it's whatever the 49ers feel is best for them uh, this week. But obviously that's a drop off from Emmanuel Mosley, but still as a whole, I feel good about this defense. So um, hopefully Charvarius Ward, Mooney Ward will be out there because I think if he is, he's going to try like hell to put on a masterclass and get his deserved revenge game against the chiefs. I don't know how they let him go because he is a stud. Um, and I love him being on the 49ers defense. He has completely changed, um, you know, the secondary for them, I think. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's the key to stopping the chiefs. It, it starts with stopping Patrick Mahomes and how you stop Patrick Mahomes is you cover guys and you keep Mahomes in the pocket that that's going to be the key um, to stopping the chiefs. But again, chiefs are an explosive offense. I do expect even with a good performance from the defense, the chiefs are going to get theirs. You know, I mean, they're, they, they just need one big play. Like they're, they're one of those teams that can, you know, really turn the game around with, you know, a big play uh, as we have seen, unfortunately, but, uh, yeah, I, I still feel good. And I feel good that the offense will be able to get some scores going to, um, you know, hopefully they can sustain drives. They need to clean up the drops. They need to clean up the fumbles and, you know, turning the ball over and they, you know, if they do that, they, they should win, well, I don't know if they should win, but they should have a good chance at, at winning if they play their game, right? And uh, the run game is effective. This matchup for the run game should be better, uh, hopefully. So we'll see. And if Jimmy Garoppolo continues to play as he has these last few weeks, I think he's he's you know he's going to put the offense in good position uh, to win, right? So it, it's just about everyone else, everything else, you know, all the execution has to be on point if you're going to beat the Chiefs. So, like I said, I'm feeling more optimistic about this matchup than I was 
two days ago. And that's crazy to say just a huge turnaround of, you know, guys getting healthy at a good time. And uh, yeah, I, I feel like the 49ers are, I'm going to say they're going to win. I, I think it's going to be very close and it's going to be very difficult, but I think they could win. And so that's why I will predict that they do win, uh, but it's going to be close. 26, 24 Niners going to come down to the, to the wire. Uh, newbie newbie says I was listening to the chiefs podcast and for some reason their offense struggles when defenses rush three and drop eight into coverage. Uh, my guess would be just because they, they don't have like Tyree kill. They don't have that threat anymore. And so if you can cover those guys and yeah, I mean, I, I think keeping Mahomes in the pocket is is uh, one key to beating them, but obviously also covering the receivers. And these receivers, like I said, aren't Tyreek Hill. <laughs> like, they're not guys who are going to get open on every play. Uh, so they're a little easier to cover um, on the back end. So, yeah, yeah, I could see that working as well. Um, and the 49ers could definitely do that. They're built to be able to rush three and still get pressure, right? And uh, so I don't know. Maybe that's something that they'll do. Like I said, the Bills last week, they did a lot of man coverage, and that seemed to uh, really affect the, the Chiefs' offense. So we'll, we'll just have to wait to see. But I, I trust uh, – D'Amico Ryan's right. I trust his game plans and they're, they're always really good. He might pull some stuff out of his hat as well. Uh, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it, but I, I optimistically think the 49ers could come away with a win. I think uh, it'll be a close one. So yeah, 26, 24 Niners. Um, but stay tuned uh, after the game on Sunday, I'll be doing a instant reaction episode. So make sure that you guys are subscribed to the channel. If you are not yet, make sure you do like this video. If you have not yet, I appreciate all the love. I am so close to being able to monetize on YouTube. And I just want to let you guys know that each and every one of you guys watching this video for any length of time, any, each and every one of you who likes this video, subscribe and all that, like you guys um, help me out a bunch in, in being able to reach that goal. And when I do reach that goal of being able to monetize, I'm going to be doing a giveaway. So, you know, uh, it's going to be good times, but thank you guys so much for tuning in. Hope you guys enjoy the rest of your Friday. Hope you guys enjoy your weekend and go Niners. Peace.